When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. With your host, NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got that. What out there? Oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman they can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Now, look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cook perfect. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like people I'm about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken wings. It's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett. Welcome to the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. D. Welsh, heavy lunch with you. Talking on a October 11th Tuesday, we have some big events coming up on Flow Racing, especially next week with Keith Coons give back classic uh you know the dirt track world championship coming up at portsmouth uh the short track super series is racing at port royal speedway this weekend a lot of racing going on on flow racing but d welch we have keith coons on the show this week talking about his give back classic race that will be on flow for the next four years you have actually made that feature um it's a huge micro race right a big time race will you see we'll see close to 90 to 100 cars trying to battle it out for one of the biggest golden tickets in all of racing, and that's a ride with Keith Coons at the Chili Bowl. Yeah, it's a great event, and uh, it attracts a lot of talent. You know, uh, not not just uh, you know micro guys. You know, there's there's plenty of guys that run midgets and, and other dirt racing disciplines that um, you know will will come and run that race. And um, it's a cool event. You know, Port City. You know, we've talked about it a lot on this on this show. You know, Port City is is one of those racetracks where. Um, the amount of talent right now that are kind of household names that have come out of that port city, uh, pipeline is, is pretty insane. So, uh, it's a great, you know, great racetrack in that sense. Um, you know, just the, just the fact that it, it lends itself to great, you know, competitive racing and, um, it's a great place to host it just down the road, obviously from the, the expo there in Tulsa. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a cool event and glad, uh, glad it'll be on flow to watch. In our four years talking into these microphones, uh, giving you the juice and the love of all of racing, we have supported Keith Coons uh, and his race actually since the beginning. We actually used to have live shows there. We had a live Rip the Fence Wing Nation combo show with Steve Post. Uh, you know, Craig Moore was our producer. We were out there. We we had some live shows from uh, the original, the origin of, of the race at Millbridge. Um, now it is at Port City. And last year's race was wildly successful. I was actually in attendance for that race. I've been, like I said, I've been to all four of them. Um, and I'm, I'm planning on going to next one, you know, the next one, which is next week. 
for some content as well. So, yeah, we have supported his race. We support everything they have done because it's a cool deal, dude. I mean, to give away a, a ride and a seat that you would not get otherwise, you know, uh, is, is a cool situation. So it's going to be cool to have Keith on the show today talk about that, but also about Dason Persley, his recovery process, and Buddy Kofoid uh, trying to win a USAC championship. Let's get into our hat shakes. Brought to you by Sundollar Restoration. You can visit them at sundollar.net. They're water, fire, mold restoration in the greater Indianapolis area. I was talking to uh, Kimmy. I think Zebby had a top 10 on Saturday uh, in the Redeem car. So that's, that's good. They, they uh, rebounded a little bit after um, a snag on Friday. But I was talking to her about that. You know, But the big, the big star of Fremont was um, Tuna, was uh, Georgia and, and, and uh, you know, Wyndham's dog is one of my favorite racing dogs uh going right now right i know you know we got the you got the giant great dane uh why am i losing what his name is uh justin peck yeah garth right of course you know all the dog names garth um you know (laughs) i I love all the dogs that come to the track but tuna's my favorite because he looks kind of like million marshall he's just gray i haven't met him yet you haven't oh the tune man Mm -hmm. Oh, he's the best. But Kimmy always texts me. She never asks me, like, how was the races or any. Did you see Tuna? Did you see Tuna? That's. <laughs> Did you see Garth? Like, <laughs> she buys all the dogs' t shirts. Like, I was kind of the same way with um, Lauren's dogs, Lauren Stewart's dogs, right? Chevy yeah. and Stewie. But, yeah. uh, you know, dogs Dogs are an important part of racing. They, they, they uh, you know, we got the we got the meet the pause segment or whatever it's called uh, from USAC where we meet all the USAC dogs. That was a cool segment that Christy Bemis did this year. We love dogs, but but anyways, yes, Kimmy, I'm sure her hat shake is going to tune, man, for uh, showing up okay. at Fremont. Anyways, what happened? Tyler Courtney won an All Star Championship back to back. His first time ever winning a back to back championship. I think he was one point away from winning a back to back USAC National Midget Championship uh, a few years ago. Um, Fremont was – it was Fremont, D. Welch. Uh, Friday was <laughs> – Friday was pretty good. Saturday, I probably would have been rather than watching football. Well, let's put it that way. That was – Fair enough. Just going to leave me out the dry there? That's all you got is fair I enough. Mean, I mean, I, I, I admittedly did not – was not able to watch on Saturday, but uh, I know what you mean. Yeah, let's just – yeah, anyways, uh, Friday is what it is. Cole Duncan won. Uh, it was a nice win for Sam McGee Motorsports – or, excuse me, Saturday was. Friday, Eller Courtney got his first Fremont win. Uh, so congratulations to those boys. Uh, who else did we have winner? Macri swept the Outlaws at Port Royal. Congratulations to them. Giovanni Selzy won the Brian Monteith Classic at Lincoln. That was a really good race. Um, who are your hat shakes? Am I, who, who am I missing here? We had, uh, there was some West coast wins as well. I think Ryan or Corey day won a sprint car feature and a few others, but I don't have time to go through everything today. We're trying to get out of here. This is a long show today already with, with the interview with Keith. Uh, who are your sun dollar hat shakes? I was going Macri because, um, I think the outlaws tweeted that he was the first time, the first guy to win his first two outlaw races on back-to-back nights since like the 1970s. I mean, basically since the outlaws started, um, which, you know, he's only, I think the fourth guy to, to win his first two outlaw races on back-to-back nights, which I thought was a 
crazy stat, um, you know, but, but a cool one nonetheless. And uh, he's going to make his silver crown debut uh, this weekend at Springfield uh, in the Chris Dyson car, which will be, uh, which will be awesome. So uh, that'll be fun. Yeah, that is a good handshake. I forgot, I forgot about the silver crown debut. You can watch that race on flow. It's going to be cool to see Macri uh, wheel that thing. Um, who do I give my handshake to? Mm, Travis Philo had a pretty good run. He finished second on Saturday. Um, you know, the McGee's, they've had, what, uh, Parker Price Miller, Corey Eliason, Logan Seavey in that car this year. Uh, now Cole Duncan, all of them have been extremely fast. It's a testament to what their program was this year. That 11 car was really, really fast all year long. Uh, so I think they deserve a look. Um, I don't know. We give it to Sunshine just because, I mean. Sure. Is it going to be his last All-Star Championship? What do you think? No, I don't think so. You think he comes back? I, think unless, I mean, I think unless the Outlaws, you know, ease up a little bit on letting their guys go do other things. Why would you, why would you come back and run the out, run the all-stars? He said it in his interview with you, you can run a full season championship, get tow money, get all the incentives that you get with being a full-time committed guy. And then also go race for big money, you know, on your off days, it's perfect, perfect world, best of both worlds. So why would you leave? I mean, well, that's a good call on the, on the interview. I was going to tell people to go watch that because I, I thought that was an extremely interesting interview because two months ago, I thought he was gone. I, you know, yeah. I thought, I thought they were going to head towards the outlaws, but um, I think, you know, watching that interview and just the way everyone was acting, I mean, there's a chance they might come back and try to three-peat. Yeah. I mean, they could do uh, it. And I think, I think the high limit series has a, a huge impact on some of these guys' decision next year. I was I was extremely interested in some of the sound bites I heard coming out of uh, Wayne County the other night where Sheldon won a local race. Did you did you watch that? I didn't. He um, basically said that they were going to you know look at their schedule next year and see what their plans were. Um, yeah. He you know he he yeah, had. I think they're. Gonna, I mean I think they're going to try to run. They're going to try to run another high limit race there next year. I mean I think that's the plan. Um, the, but I think he was answering questions on his, you know, his, his racing, Oh God. um, you know, like, you know, what, what their plans were the next year, because look, you know, uh, I think Brent Marks this year showed that you can just race whatever race you yeah. want and, and, and pick whatever race pays the most and go race it. Um, yeah. and, and still do just fine and still make enough money. Now, we do support points racing, you know, because, you know, I love the outlaws. I've always loved the outlaws my entire life. You know, of course, we're partners with the all-stars and, and, and we want to see guys, you know, continue to grow that series. And Tyler Courtney has, um, I would love to see him come back. It would be really, really cool to see him and Justin Peck race again for another championship. They were both remarkable this year. Um, and, and, um, you know, yeah, go watch the content from Fremont and I guess make your own evaluation. But, uh, I'll give my hat shake to those those boys, you know, Jake Argo, Luke Vaughn, some, you know, some cool people, Tyler Courtney, uh, you know, of course, Tim Clawson, Jennifer Marshall, Richard Marshall, uh, Lauren Albano from NOS, all of those guys that make that happen, the seven car, just a remarkable two years, first two years in wing racing, right? Yeah, pretty incredible. So those those are Sundollar Restoration Hat Shanks of the Week brought to you by Sundollar. All right, D just gotta go Bence. Uh in his backyard, so we'll 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 put him to that. 
Uh, let's talk to Keith Coons. He is next. Uh, play Dirt Draft and DirtDraft.com this week. There are a lot of games going on. DirtDraft.com, uh, including that Silver Crown race Steve Welch talked about where Anthony Macker is going to be racing. That's our sneaker of the week. Our sneaky pick of the week on Dirt Draft. Silver Crown race. Macri. We'll see how much he costs. Anyways, Keith is next. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow. Gentlemen, start your engine. The race cars too are historic. They are the ancestors of the current Indianapolis car. As we get ready for exciting USAC dirt car racing. But we're not here for horses. We're here for horsepower. Welcome back to the Loud Puddle Podcast. We promised Keith Coons and uh, was telling D. Welch, Keith, that we didn't. You yesterday, you were concerned about if you could make it in here or not. So I'm glad you uh, yeah. figured out the technology. Did Jay have to help you? <laughs> yeah. I was actually uh, I was over at the machinist that's doing our trophies, so I had him help me. <laughs> are they? They look good. The trophies look good. Yeah, yeah. This year's trophies are uh, a little different than last year's. Um, we came up with something different. I think they're going to be pretty cool. You can't give us a little sneak peek. Are you going to save? This is a secret. Um, they're actually they're all at the anodizer right now. That's what I'm over here, kind of giving going through the final engraving. So what we're doing this year is is actually going to be a it's it's a big chunk of aluminum that's machined. And it's going to be machined to look like the racetrack. And then then all the wording and sponsors are all going to be engraved on this. So it's going to be about a, a 12 by 24 inch of piece of two inch thick aluminum that's completely machined out into the shape of the racetrack and billboards and all that. So anodized and then the engraving will have all the sponsors through the center and on the billboards and stuff. So I think it's going to be pretty cool when it gets done cool something so yeah for sure yeah definitely so let's talk about this race you're this is what year this will be year five technically year four of the micros is that right this is the uh been five this will be this is the fourth year that we've run it we took one year off in there that's right yeah so from from then to now you know, I know it's changed racetracks. It's it's kind of taken on a different life of its own. But um, yes. you know, what what are your thoughts of kind of where the events at now, and 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 kind of how it impacts the landscape, not only of micro racing, but uh, you know, obviously the Chili Bowl maybe too. Yeah, you know, um, you know, micro racing. You know, when I first started this event, you know, I didn't really think that much about micro racing. You know, it wasn't that big. Um, it was probably bigger than I knew about. Um, you know, at that time, Outlaw Carts was really the big thing, especially with Kyle Larson coming on the scene and everything. And, you know, that's how we kind of started off. And then, you know, we've seen the micros grow and more and more kids were coming out of the micros into midget racing. And, and that's kind of what led us to go that direction. And, and then I, I think at the same time as you know, we kind of went that direction with the micros in this race. You know, you, you, the micros fired up at Millbridge and 
gave it a lot of popularity on the NASCAR scene because of all the crews and the guys and, you know, um, guys like Kyle and Christopher and stuff, you know, all came from there. So, you know, it, that really kind of made the micro scene explode. And at the same time, it exploded all the way across the country. So, you know, we've, we've seen a lot more big pan micro races. Um, you know, every year there's just more and more of it and big car counts. And um, it's just a natural stepping stone into midgets and sprint cars now. Some of these micro races are paying more than midget races, uh, including yours. Um, most, you know, most of <laughs> yeah, that's right. C Bell just had one uh, at Texas that that paid more than uh, you know uh, most midget races. But um, you know, you guys have done. You know, you mentioned you've done this at four races. So um, you know, Jesse Caldwell, Brian Carber, and Steven Schneider Jr. were the winners, right? Yeah. Um, and Carber actually did not accept the ride, and, and but you know, GoFundMe was raised for him to to get a ride. Um, you know, he was really torn about it. Steven Schneider Jr. did take the ride, and so did Jesse yep. Colwell. Um, I, I personally like seeing the guy take the ride, but they do get a choice, right, Keith? I mean, you get to choose between how much money and, and, and running with you at the Chili Bowl. Yeah, you know, um, you know, when, like when Carver did it, it was, it was 10000 to win or, or 5000 plus the ride. And... Or was it even that? I don't even. I think it was just ten thousand or the ride, and, and he took the money, and then everybody raised raised the money for him to get the ride. Last year we bumped that up to fifteen thousand or five thousand and the ride, and this year here um, with Flow Racing, um, Flow Racing has has come on board, and we've signed a four year deal to. Uh, for the KKM Give Back Classic to be on flow. And they've also kicked in $2,500 to go towards that. So this year, it will be a total of, if you want to take the ride, you can get $7,500 plus the ride. So it makes that decision a little bit tougher for the guy, you know, and, um, you know, 15000 or, or 7500 on the ride, you know. So uh, it's it's been good, you know. I mean, these these guys that win this race are all good racers and deserving. Um, you know, everybody's done a great job when they when they came. Um, Steven Snyder, I think, got a little bit of a, a bum rap last year. You know, it's a tough deal taking these guys and throwing them in the Chili Bowl for the first time. Um, Caldwell, Caldwell. You know, I took him to California at the end of the year and let him run three or four races there before we went to Chile Bowl. So, you know, that helped him. Uh, you know, Carver had raced a little bit of stuff. So it wasn't that bad. And, and Snyder was okay. He just got into a couple guys. And then, of course, you know, all the all the people and the haters, you know, all kind of took advantage of that and gave the kid a bad rap, I feel like, you know. What, what is the challenge um, for you and your team when you get these guys in the cars that, that don't have midget experience? I mean, they, you know, Brian Carber and, and Steven, you know, and even Jesse, too, are obviously accomplished race car drivers, but they just don't have midget experience. So what do you guys have to do to kind of just get everybody up to speed and, and, and kind of be prepared for Chili Bowl? Well, that's, that's the thing, you know, I mean, you know, one, 
we've been fortunate they've all came and got fitted in the cars so we don't have to fight that when we get there um but you worry about getting them getting them up to speed fast enough because you don't get no you know you get one round of practice nowadays you know and then it's it's race time so you know it's it's hoping to get them up to speed but then you know you throw them out there in them heat races and it's it's the real deal um it's tough you know it's it's tough and you know one one little mistake and, and it's it's um it's highlighted because of the whole situation yeah yeah i agree with you i thought steiner had a lot of speed last year i thought carver did a good job for you i thought colwell yeah. did as well you know i think colwell might have made a tv race like you know he was he was pretty decent um so like the those guys come in there they definitely are gonna have the equipment to run well but um you know it's just a small sample size because you only get a certain amount of laps yeah exactly you know and that's um you know you're, you're just throwing these guys to the wolves but that's part of the experience and that's part of the the thrill of the chili bowl is to uh, step up in that situation and you know if if uh if everything goes right you know these guys are are a chance of a lifetime and who knows what it, where it takes you know um like Caldwell uh Caldwell did he made it all the way to the the B main on Saturday and almost made the show and and it actually earned him a ride for the whole year with us and then he went on and won won the power eye championship so you know it, it helped uh, bring a few sponsors on board and you know um, paid paid his way and you know, we were able to take Jesse and go go run the whole season, you know, and that was a lot of fun, you know, a kid to come out of outlaw carts, just the opportunity of winning that race, you know, gave him a whole year and, um, you know, he's, and he's went on to do other things. And obviously now it's moved from Millbridge to Port City, which is just down the road from the Chili Bowl. But yeah. Um, yeah. we've talked a lot about Port City on this show, but for you, what's the why is that the right place for this race? What about that track is, is kind of the, the right fit? You know, I, I think, you know, Port City and Millbridge, I feel like are probably the two best micro tracks in the country. Um, prob probably uh, Landco at Pennsylvania is the other one. Um, you know, they all have their um, geographical location in the United States that's just their area. And, Port City being in the Midwest, um, being in Tulsa, you know, right where this whole thing leads to for the Chili Bowl, I think is is a big part of it. You know, and it, it gives it a, um, sits right in the heart of the United States. You know, guys can come from California. A lot of guys come from Pennsylvania. You know, it's halfway across for everybody. It's it's a really great racy racetrack. Um, so it, it it makes for good racing all night long and uh brings everybody together from all, all across the country and it's it's just been been great there so far and i just you know there's there's very few places that i feel like that you can race all night long at you know and this is definitely one of the places yeah and it's it's no secret that micro racing is really really big and you know from from the standpoint of flow i mean the tulsa shootout is still second third biggest broadcast of the year for us right and it's yeah. micro racing 
So um, there, there is a market there. There is an appetite there. And, and you actually started building race cars, right. Um, and, and, and working with Sawyer to, to, um, to have micros and, and give kids opportunities in those cars as well. You enjoy the cars. Like I know you worked on midgets most of your career, but you, it seems like you really enjoy working on those micro cars. I do. You know, I, the micros are just, they're, they're just a big midget is what they are. You know, I've always done midgets all my life. And I think, you know, I think just doing something different, you know, you, you get burnt out. I get burnt out on, on the midget scene, you know, after a while. And then I get re-enthused, you know, as, as kids come along and new guys, you know, that um, seeing these young kids win certain races and that kind of gets you enthused again. But going into the micros and then just seeing a whole new, uh, all fresh faces and young kids that are coming up and, you know, it's a whole new thing that you didn't know existed out there, you know? So, um, I, I really enjoy the micro stuff and, um, the cars are, are really neat, you know, and, uh, very economical compared to midget racing and, and stuff like that. You know, you can, you can run all year long with one of the micro engines and, um, you know, you can go, you can go run as much as you want. You know, you can go run 80, 90, hundred races a year if you really want to. How much has Dason and how much did he kind of bring to that when you were trying to kind of just get that off the ground? And I mean, he's, uh, he ran micros a lot, obviously that's where he came from, but um, was he kind of a big part in, in maybe the development is the wrong word, but kind of helping you to understand the cars and kind of get the program off the ground for, for your team? Yeah. You know, that was, the, the whole reason I even put a micro together to begin with, you know, was, you know, Dason came from micros and me and his family got really tight and just, you know, being around and was coming up on shootout, shootout time. And he was supposed to go drive for somebody. And that was a little iffy whether it was going to happen or not, you know, so um me and his dad one night we were just kind of talking about that coming up i had no intentions of doing micros and he was talking about you know he didn't know if this ride was going to happen and what they were going to do for the shootout and i was like well let's just put one together ourselves you know so so me and dason's dad kind of kind of went in together and uh, and you know i looked i looked around at different different chassis builders and engine builders and and I kind of followed their lead of what they had been with. They were with Sawyer before. And then uh, Kay Kaylee Bryson was driving for me. Well, her, her grandpa owns uh, Sawyer chassis, Mike Ross. So that was a natural fit when I went there and talked to him, you know, and was able to work it out. And, and the Persleys had been running Sawyer cars before that. Then it was, you know, who, who's going to be our engine builder? And again, you know, uh, right there in Tulsa, metric cycle. You know, does all of Frank Flood stuff and did Persley stuff and uh, used to do Christopher Bell stuff. So, you know, I, I went with them as an engine builder. So, um, yeah, you know, I just I leaned on the Persleys a lot, you know, with their connections and their knowledge in the, in the micro stuff. And then kind of took my knowledge there and and, and built what we what we have and, and have built some really great cars. Um, you know, and, and, and then last year, you know, you, I was fortunate where Dason had been running micro or midgets now for a couple of years. And then we went back to the, the micro scene and 
you know, it's like going and running the world of outlaws and then coming back to the midgets, you know, the guys are just, they're, they're toys to them. So Dason was just, I feel like a notch above everybody. And we were able to go out and win a lot of big races and, you know, a lot of races period with, with Dason and um, just helped accelerate our whole program on the micro side. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, you know, this race, uh, can you give us a little bit of a breakdown on like what the format is? I know Dayson, one of my favorite micro races I've ever seen, probably him and Christopher Bell throwing sliders last year at Port City uh, during the prelim yeah. night. Uh, he won one of the prelim nights. Will you have prelim nights again? What is the format for your race this uh, this week? You know, next week. Yeah. So so this year again, we have uh, we're gonna have two prelim nights, which is Thursday, Friday, the finals on Saturday. Um, we've added a class. Last year we had the outlaw non-wing and the restrictors and this year we're going to have junior sprints also junior sprints have gotten to be a very big thing the restrictors gotten very big and it brings a whole new group of people and and you know um a lot more you know grandma and grandpas when you when you bring in the little kids and gives them a whole chance to be a part of a big show so um on the, on the outlaw non-wing we're going to do like we did last year where if we have more than 80 cars, we'll split the field into two, two days, and then we will, we will have qualifying. Uh, we will award points for qualifying for heat races for the qualifiers. So the, the qualifiers will, or I'm qualifying will line up the heat races with a four inversion in the heat races. Um, and then we will add those points to the qualifying points and line up the qualifiers with a, a four inversion and then add points together. So it's basically a shootout or chili bowl format, but with qualifying to, to line up the heat races instead of just a, a random draw. And then add like all that. the points. Yeah, and add all the points together and and you know that will line up our finals at the end of the night. The top four from each night will be locked in for uh, Saturday. And then everybody else on Saturday will be lined up by points from the prelim nights. So if we have less than 80 cars, we will run everybody each night. And we will lock in for the first night. And those four will get the first four starting spots. And the guys on Friday will get the second four, you know, spots five through eight. Um, I see a lot of times where um, these races, they have that where they lock in four on each night and they let everybody run each night. Well, the guy that I feel like the guy that run fifth on the first night, he can come back the next night and win it and then gets to start on the front row and of the the four guys that he didn't have to compete against now. So I kind of changed a little bit because everybody has their chance to get locked in that very first night and they will get the first four starting, starting spots and then the other guys will come in behind them. So a little different. Um, the now 600 stuff will run, uh, the, the restrictors will run the now 600 format. Um, I believe they're just, I kind of leave that up to, uh, Terry Maddox, I believe they uh, they run just individual days and um, maybe line Saturdays up by by the qualifying or by points from the first two prelims, 
and we'll probably do the same thing with the restrictors. We'll just run all three days, and um, but you know the the outlaw non-wing is the main focus in this whole weekend, and so we kind of have that special format for them. Yeah, this, this race is remarkable. Um, so it's next week, right? So the 19th is practice, and then all the way through the weekend, 20th, 20th, 21st, 22nd. Um, that's the Keith Coons Give Back Classic, uh, one of the highest-paying micro races of the year. And and as Keith said, four years it's going to be on Flow Racing. Excited about that. I wanted to kind of switch gears. So, um, you know, you have a, a guy who's trying to win a championship, another one. Looks like he's probably going to win it. The points looks, look good so far for Buddy Kofoid. And then um, the, the story that I want to talk to you about is Dason Persley returning this year. We haven't really talked to you at all. You know, he, he, he went through this gradual process, this ladder process of starting out in a micro with, you know, six cars and then working his way up. How has things gone with Dason? He looks like he's, you know, not nervous in a race car at all, the way I was watching him race last week, ripping the lip. Yeah, you know, it's it's been – it's really been accelerated faster than any of us thought, you know, at the time um, from where he was and as bad as he was hurt, um, you know, you just didn't know if he was ever going to get back in a race car, you know, and, and you know, Dason worked really hard and, and things just came along so fast and he got to a point where, you know, he, he needed to see, well, I mean, he was, he was ahead of schedule with what I think the doctors really wanted to see and what everybody, everybody kind of knew, you know, how good he was doing, but everybody was a, a little bit of afraid, I think, for him to get back in a car that quick. But he needed to, he felt like he needed to get back in to see where he was at so he knew what to work on. So, you know, we went and tested a micro one night and, um, up at US 24 and you know, spend a day up there and, and it's a little rusty the first set, but not bad. And then, you know, just got better and better. And, you know, it didn't take long and you, he was just ripping the place like he, you know, never been gone. So we, we decided to go, go racing like a week later, you know, we went to Coles County and it was minimal car count and we just run him in all the classes and, um, I think he, he won all four races that night, you know, and there was, there was 10, 12 cars in each class. So we, we went down from there and went to US 24 and they had a pretty big race up there. I think they had, you know, 40 something cars, 50 cars in, in some of the classes. And he won three of the four classes and, you know, had quick time and he just, he was unbelievable at that point. So a um, couple weeks later, it was, it was time to pick the right place and, and let him get the midget. And we went to Davenport, Iowa with the Extreme Series. And, and I think he ran fourth, fourth, fifth, a couple nights there, you know, and was really, really competitive. Just, just getting that comfort zone back and, and being able to manhandle the midget, you know, was a little tougher than the micro. Um, just been making par progress every week and, um, you know, he's, he's still gaining on it. Um, he, he could rip off a win at any time. You know, we did actually win, I think, whoever was it, Lake of the Ozarks. We won one night, um, a power eye race. So, um, he's right there, you know, I mean, he's just as good as ever. Um, he's probably, 
more, he, he's harder on himself than anybody else is. Everybody's pretty patient and understand that, you know, he's way ahead of what we all expected. Um, but as a driver, I think as a racer, you know, he expects more. He wants to be, you know, he, he wants to be winning races right now. So um, he's, he's working hard at it, and, and I think he's going to get there. It's pretty remarkable. You know, it's been less than a year since that whole thing uh, happened. And, you know, it's really an injury like that's a, a two-year process, you know, that he, he can keep healing. And, um, you know, his neck injury is – is fine, you know, all the doctors, he had best doctors, whether uh, Dr. Doctor Terry Trammell with the IndyCar stuff's worked with him quite a bit. Um, Dr. Heitzel, which is works with Toyota, has been working with him. Um, you know, Tra Trammell's the bone specialist, and, he, you know, he, he said there were, you know, his neck was broke, his, he'll never damage it again, you know, because he's got plates and all that stuff in there, you know. So, um, Everything is good, you know. He, he has a little bit of a strength strength issue in one hand, you know, that he's still gaining on, but nothing that's, you know, it's it's just. I think more than anything, it's just getting him the seat time and getting him comfortable with himself and confidence. We talked, I think, when we had him on, Tyler. Uh, we talked with him about Jay and how they work together because Jay has kind of went through, you know, 20 years ago, went through a, a similar kind of recovery process. What have you seen about how they've kind of worked together through this? Has Jay been a kind of a source of, of comfort and, and knowledge for him? Yeah, I, I think him and Jay have, have gotten um, a lot tighter. You know, I, I think Dason, Dason leans on, on Jay a lot and, and, and I think Jay has, you know, taken Dason under his wing and helped him quite a bit. And then uh, even Kaz, you know, I've, I've, I've put Dason with Kaz. You know, Kaz has been crew chief name. And, um, you know, every, everybody's just, they don't know it just takes time. And they're, they're like I say, Dason probably the hardest on himself of, of where he's at. Everybody else is just kind of waiting for that wind to come and, and everything clicked, but, you know, Dason's been able to, he's been able to lean on a lot of people, you know, a lot of people that have been injury, injured over time has, have really talked to him. Um, you know, uh, I think Justin Grant, you know, he, he went through that similar, in, people don't realize it, but, you know, a very similar inner injury that Dason had, you know, in, in an automobile accident. Um, so, you know, Justin, Justin's talked to him a lot and, you know, told him from day one what to expect and where he could get to. And so he, he's had a lot of support from people that have been through similar things that, that he's going through. And um, that's, that's pretty amazing to watch is, is all the people that, that step up uh, when something like this happens to somebody and, 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 you know, shares their stories and, you know, and, and I think it really helps people get through it and, um, you know, to, to see what they, and, and Dason's the same way, you know, I mean, um, you know, with the, the Vanderlee kid getting hurt, 
you know, Jason, uh, Dason went and seen, seen him the next day and, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, Dason's an inspiration to where, where Vanderlee can, you know, see, see where, what light is at the end of the tunnel and, and hopefully someday he can, he can make a recovery and, and get back to normal life. Muted, Ty. Uh, Timestamp, uh, 27 minutes, all the way. Gosh seconds. dang it. Hello? There it We're is. Back. Yeah, <laughs> I hate this microphone. No, yeah, the racing the, the, the racing community is really small and close-knit. Uh, Keith, I want to know, through this process, you know, you you've, haven't done something like this before with a driver, I don't think, where you've kind of been through this journey uh, with him. What have you learned about it? Because what I've learned is that the human body is, is ridiculous as far as, you know, healing itself, you know, to get that yeah. diagnosis and, and to battle back from that just by pure willpower is pretty remarkable. Yeah, you know, at, at the time of the accident, you know, and, and the severity of it, you know, that, that first couple of days, yeah, you, you really just, you, you know, you think you know, you know, what the outcome is going to be. And, and, you know, it's really sad because, you know, you, you think you got a 16-year-old kid that, you know, possibility could be in a wheelchair the rest of his life, you know. And then as things started developing, you know, you, you learn more and more about these kind of injuries. And um, it, it's amazing, the human body, you, do, you don't know. Everybody heals different, you know, and that's, that's the best way to put it, you know. Um, they, you know, I think Dason was fortunate because how young he was. Um, he was in a, a a great program with Toyota at TPC where he worked out. He was uh, eating healthy. You know, he had a good work ethic, you know, where he was going every day and physically working out and trying to get better as a racer and things like that. So when his, when his injury happened, I think you see, you know, a lot of kids or a lot of people uh, um, that don't have that kind of work ethic, you know, they lay there, they depend on other people. Um, I think Dason's other great asset was his mom. She was uh, athletic growing up. Um, she was there every day with him. Um, you know, I, I feel like, you know, when you got that kind of injury in some of these hospitals and that, you know, they they give you the care, but you just lay there where she wouldn't let that happen. You know, she was constantly talking to people and, and physically working him when he couldn't move and, you know, and keeping him from getting bed sores. And, um, you know, she had a, she had a lot of faith and, you know, just talked to a lot of people about what to do and, 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 you know, and, and eventually, you know, through, her, you know, moving him, you know, they, they felt that first, first bit of movement or whatever, you know, when she was pushing on his leg and found, found some resistance there. So, um, 
you know, it, it's about the people that, that you're around. Like say, Jason had, I mean, he had some great people right from the get-go that was, you know, Toyota, um, Dr. Heitzel, and, and Dr. Terry Trammell, you know, I mean, um, you know, Trammell was, we've had dealings with him before because he's fixed people with broken necks and broken bones and, you know, Trammell is that go-to guy for that kind of injury and we were fortunate enough to be in contact with him, you know, the very first day and, and, and you know, their contacts lead to other contacts and, you know, you just, uh, Dason was fortunate that he got all the right care from the beginning. For sure. It's been an incredible story and I can't wait to watch him race in person. Uh, you know, I'm sure he's racing the Gib Pack, right? You guys are taking cars out there, right? Yep, we are. Yep. Yep. So, and then, and then the shootout in the Chili Bowl, we can watch them all in flow this year. Uh, Buddy Kofoid getting ready to potentially wrap up his second championship. I know there's, you still think about, it, there's still seven races left uh, in the midget season. So anything can happen, but uh, you go out West, uh, you know, Kofoid's one of the best drivers in the country right now, ain't he? Yeah, he is, you know, um, you know, in a midget, it's, he's just been lights out this year. And, and a lot of that I think is attributed to, uh, outrunning sprint cars a lot, you know. Um, he was able to get hooked up with uh, Leighton Crouch and they put a, a wing sprint car together and, and really kind of worked with Buddy's schedule of, you know, between the midgets and the stock cars and everything that he's got going on and then was able to go run whenever they wanted to. And, you know, they've been to Pennsylvania where it's really, really tough and outlaws and, you know, so, um, used to a lot of speed and then, you know, comes back to the midgets and the midgets just get easier and easier for them kind of guys, you know? So, um, yeah, phenomenal year in the midgets, you know, um, just, uh, got to, got to finish it out here. You know, we got, I think seven more races out West and, um, a comfortable lead, but you like say anything can happen. No doubt. Before we get you out of here, and thank you so much. You've been so gracious with your time. Um, I know you have sponsors that are helping you out for this race. So I want I want you to give a shout out to them, and and then maybe uh, you know tell our listeners where um, you know the times and stuff uh, when they can watch this week, next week. Yeah, we um, you know like I say, the KKM Give Back Classic will be on on Flow Racing for the next four years, which is which is huge. Um, we also have MPI, you know, who's been with me the last couple of years. Uh, they're back on board as a presenting sponsor for the Outlaw Non-Wing stuff. Uh, Velox Racing came on board last year for the, rest the restrictors. And, and they'll be with us all, all week on the, on the restrictor side. Um, Lynch Machining in, in North Vernon, Indiana. Um, I got them. Tim Lynch has been around. He's been around racing here in Indiana, just been a part of it, builds uh, TQs and stuff like that. It's always been a great friend. And um, I wanted something different this year, so we, we decided to make a, a machine trophy. And um, so he's he's going to be uh, the presenting sponsor in the junior sprints and then also a nightly sponsor. Thursday night will be Lynch Night at, at the KKM Give Back Classic. Um, Ibach will be back on board for Friday night, or actually Saturday night will be Ibach night, and Friday night will be Engler night. Tim Engler, Engler Injection Machine and Tool. Um, 
he, he's joined us this year as, as a sponsor. Uh, and there's a lot of other little ones like uh, uh, Hypers came on board, uh, Sawyer Chassis, Nunley Trucking, uh, Driven Midwest D1. Uh, and then we're all going to be just uh, heat race sponsors and helping us out a little here and there. And, uh, some products from Lightning Wings and, and uh, Schoenfeld Headers. So just a uh, real big thanks to everybody that's that's helped out. And, you know, we're trying to make this event big and give a little bit to everybody and, um, you know, try to make it, try to make this race bigger and bigger. And and uh keep the micro guys uh, all going get get them some publicity here on flow racing yep october 19th through 20 you know through the 22nd go to tulsa if you're in the area to watch that race it's going to be some of the greatest uh, micro talent in the entire nation uh taking on the give back classic keith thanks so much for coming on the show we really appreciate you excited to uh be a partner with you for four years and and we've you know dylan and i has dylan's raced this race right like he's actually made the yeah. feature for the give back which is incredible i've never done that my fat ass has never done that but i have been to every single one of your races um and i will continue to keep going to your races because i support uh, what you and toyota and those guys are doing that's a really cool deal and um thanks for coming on the show all right thanks for having me keith coons everyone um he is again getting ready to do his next give back classic event i, I like to call it the willy wonka event d welch of uh, you know <laughs> of the uh the golden ticket if you will to the to the chili bowl because guess what you're not just winning a chili bowl ride this isn't just a chili bowl ride Welch. this is the best chili bowl ride in the building right yeah yeah it is and and uh i think that just adds that much more um you know intensity and prestige to this race you know that that you're right you know you're you are you are going uh going after you know one of the the top you know, rides in the, in the, in the building. So, um, cool event, you know, great opportunity for, for the micro community. And, um, certainly glad to, you know, hear that it's going to be around for a while. Making that feature and, and the finish you had in that race, it's gotta be one of the highlights of your career. No, I mean, that's, that's nothing to sneeze at. Seriously. That field was incredible. And all of these fields are incredible. No, it was, it, it was fun. And, and it hundred percent was, um, you know, just because it's micros and and because these aren't household names or or you know they don't race on the biggest stages doesn't mean that the guys that race these cars are not damn good at what they do um you know and that give back race that that we ran at millbridge um yeah i mean it was i mean it was 20 of the best dirt you know some of the best dirt racers in the country you know there's plenty of usac guys littered throughout that and um you know and, and it's the same thing those guys that race at port city are no joke, um, you know, and you got to earn every bit of success you have in that race. So uh, it's a cool event, and it, it the reward, you know, the reward fits the the uh, the intensity of that race for sure. And 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 I think that's what that's what makes it that much cooler. For sure, excited to uh, have them on board for the next four years for the Give Back Classic on Flow Racing, nineteenth through the twenty second. If you can't go, watch it on Flow, of course. Uh, in my estimation, it's one of the biggest micro races of the year, re leading right up to the Tulsa shootout and everything that we do in um, December and January with the Chili Bowl and all that. It's just a good ramp up to that. So check it out. I will be there. We'll have concept from there. Uh, I wish D. Welsh was racing it, but he um, he he re retired from racing. So 
that's uh it's not a thing anymore right i, I don't uh I, I don't have any work obligations that weekend so if somebody has a car and wants me to run i'll come run <laughs> there we go i need a i up. need a sponsor for i don't want to hijack this show about keith's race but i'm trying to find a sponsor to run a car for uh the 10 grand to win race at millbridge at the end of the month so uh, if there's anybody out there that wants to be either put me in a car or sponsor me i will take your money well our boys uh briscoe and c bell just made the the round of eight for the nascar uh cup championship and uh that guy larson whoever that is he's eliminated like come on now like we all, we all yeah. knew c bell was gonna make it over larson no yeah, it was the way Bell did it was pretty impressive. I would not have had Larson out this early, but um, here we are. Here we are. But they can get you a micro ride. You've you've raced both their micros, haven't you? Well, I know I've tried to ask. I've tr- I got. I think I got replaced at C Bell's ride because I haven't been asked back since my uh, my wing race last summer. And then I don't go? know what I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what Chase's car is doing. Just sitting there, I guess. It hadn't he hasn't run it all year, so I don't know. Well, well, D. Welch searching for a ride for some of those shooting big with the micro races. Uh, we're we're retired from midgets, right? Yeah, for now. <laughs> we still want to run the Rumble though with our Shart Racing Team. <laughs> That's uh, right. I forgot about shouldn't that. have a race team. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Keith for coming on the show. Um, again, thanks to our sponsor, Sundollar Restoration, who presents the Hat Shake every week. Also, uh, Dirt Draft, our friends at DirtDraft.com. You can play their games, uh, you know, their skill games heading, the sports, you know, dirt racing skill games heading into uh, this weekend. Some big races uh, coming up on Flow and, and uh, across the landscape of racing. Um, thanks for joining us this week. It's been a good one. Uh, again, the Give Back Classic next week, 19th through 22nd of October on Flow Racing. We'll see you next week.